Welcome to the AFR podcast. It's Sunday the 25th of June, 2023. Charges, we went a bit amiss, Steve. <laughs> I see what you did there. Steve, the buy rounds are over. Now, as much as I love the fact that you you arranged it, that it's you know like it was quite easy in terms of over the over the two weeks, and it wasn't th- three rounds overlapping over whatever we had last year. But I'm, I'm glad they're over though. Yeah, it's still it's still good. To, oh yeah, it's it's annoying because. Uh, you know, you just, you just it, I, it, I still struggle with that. Like, you know, I was even watching Benny King play this this afternoon, going like, "Who is he gonna? He's not doing too well." I'm like, Steve, it doesn't matter. Let it go. Yeah. Let it go. <laughs> what were you feeling? And we'll get to it a little bit later on. But what were you feeling when you saw Josh Dacos' stats? <laughs> oh, you mean Nick? Nick, sorry. <laughs> well. No, I'm happy. I'm happy. I know. I for those of you who haven't watched my team, obviously I dropped Nick Dacos this week, which was probably pretty controversial. But uh, I guess in the end, I made the right call. I mean, Taranto Taranto outscored him by one. But but you could say I did not make the right call because even though if I'd played Nick Dacos at centre, I probably would have played Taranto at tagger. And I think uh, Taranto, although I think Laboratory had nine tackles, I think Taranto had 11. So technically, I still would have been a net win if I'd played Dacos at centre and Taranto at tagger. So, uh, you know. When you're the top scoring team, what can you do? You just you just have to kind of well for this week anyway. <laughs> I was going to say I don't know what that's like. Um, before we get into it, which we sort of already have, um, once again I just do want to apologise for the audio quality last time. Not that one person said anything, which makes me think that no one actually listens to this. But anyway, um, <laughs> but before we get into it, um, this week, Steve, round thirteen is over. We've had the end of the the NBA. Um, we've had the NBA trade, oh, sorry, um, draft. Yeah, we've had round 13 get completed. NFL is literally around the corner. I'm starting to see on my, uh, oh, on no. my, my feeds. That's, that's, yeah. it's true. That's, that's so, always the thing that reminds me that I have to actually start kicking off the admin of my NFL fantasy league is when the AFR trade deadline comes. That is it. The trade <laughs> deadline starts this week. Um, at the bounce, is there a Thursday night game, or are we straight into Fridays again? That's a good question. I'm I just opening up the AFL fixture now. I think there is a Thursday night game. Am I wrong? So there is a Thursday night game. Yeah, Brisbane versus Richmond. So at seven twenty. So seven twenty Thursday night, twenty ninth of June. No more trades. Done. Done. The deadline closes. So the, the, the next time you, you'll be able to make a trade is after the D-list. So after the AFL Grand Final. Um, so, yeah, if you've got any of those um, little, yeah, let's talk about it later on in the year type of conversations that have been happening, you might want to have them now. Um, <laughs> um, particularly if you're, you're going through your team, like what I have in the last few, probably the last two, two months or so, and I've got throwing some trades out there and stuff. If you have a look at your keepers and you're like, this person's not going to make it, might be worth just, hmm, maybe I can throw them out there and get something for them. But yeah, trade deadline, 
starts 7.20 this Thursday, the 29th of June. After that, no more trades will be accepted until the end of the year and you've done your D-list. Now, of course, Steve, that means, for example, if we were to do a trade, yes. you would have to keep that player. No. They have to be part of your 12. You can't <laughs> delist them and then trade them, of course. So um, it adds to the complexity. So certainly if you're thinking about getting rid of somebody or trading someone on, you need to do it this week. Yep. All right. Let's get into it, mate. Um, stats literally have just come up. Um, it's only not even 9 o'clock on Sunday night. So, um, Dave, I'm not expecting yours, um, Commissioner Points, to be there. Um, but let's get into the original league, Steve. Well, first game was the Wildcards versus the Dingoes. We sort of touched on this before. Dingoes got up 175 to the Wildcards 147. Dingoes were pretty damn good, mate. Um, Taranto getting 38 at centre, McInerney getting 23 at ruck. Um, your midfield, including Trelaw at Rover, was pretty, pretty darn good. Getting Trelaw got 19. Um, you had Liberatore getting 18 at Tagger. But your midfield of getting um, 16 and 18 of Petrarca and Anderson. For the wild cards, Tom Green was pretty good, getting 31. Um, but quite, um, not average, but certainly a very serviceable score there from the wild cards. But no one other than Tom Green really jumped out of note. It was a funny week. Like, I, I, I mean, I again, I've been talking about how I think the wild cards are not just the best team in the original league. I think they're the best team in the AFR at the moment, and they should be the Champions League favourites at this point. So I went into this round and knowing that I was half a game behind the wild cards on the ladder, which to me already is like um, extremely humbling given my high opinion of the wild cards. And so going into this game against the wild cards, I thought, man, I'm probably going to get taught a lesson here. And I don't, I don't understand why, because like this is exactly what happened, uh, obviously, on the front nine. The wildcards just seem to have a bit of an off week this week. Um, mm -hmm. And the dingoes took advantage because um, this is the second time I've been the wildcards this year. And I don't think my team is better than the wildcards at all. But for whatever reason, my team just seems to show up when they seem to run into the top teams this year. Like, as we saw, when I ran into the uh, charges, I was terrible. Uh, <laughs> and I couldn't get the win, uh, but um, I've now swept the wild cards, and uh, I'm, I'm not—I'm I'm extremely happy, obviously, because somehow now I'm on top of the ladder again. But um, at the same time, I'm like, oh, I feel like this is going to be one of those karma things that's going to come back to me in the in August. But um, so don't get too stressed, uh, Damo. I—I'm—I'm I, I'm a little bit afraid that I'm. Uh, probably using up all my good luck in the regular season, which is not going to help me at all come finals time. Poking the bear, are you? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm trying to avoid poking the bear here, but uh, I'm pretty sure Damo's going to have it in for me one way or another at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, commissioner votes, I gave three to Toronto, 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 two to Liberatore and one to McInerney. Yeah, it was McInerney. I don't know what happened in that game. That is not a normal McInerney week. Um, and he wasn't even – it just seemed like there's a lot of hit-outs. Yeah. But yeah. that just seems to be how things go for the Dingoes when they play the Wildcards this year, whatever. Yeah. Next game was the Mighty Bucks up against the Heroes. Heroes got up here, 168 to the Bucks, 155.5. Um, for the Heroes, a couple of standouts here. Jordan Dawson was outstanding, getting 27 at midfield. Jared Witts was also pretty good, getting 22.5 at Ruck. 
Todd Marshall, 27 at key forward. Um, for the Mighty Bucks, James Rowbottom, still a tagging machine for Sydney, getting 22 at tagger. Um, his forward line of Max King and Larky both did quite well, get, both getting 19. But um, it's his midfield of Josh Dacos and Wanganin Malira both getting 18, which sort of kept that score up. Nick Hayes getting zero in the back line, getting injured certainly did not help here, Steve. And it may have got him over the line, assuming he plays. Or sorry, assuming he didn't get injured. So a big loss here for the Mighty Bucks. Yeah, Butters and was obviously a bit down and Parrish uh, in his return game, a little bit rusty. And, uh, man, but the Bucks actually went close. I mean, it's, it's hard because the Bucks we know are, like, hanging onto that top five by a thread, and yet the Heroes uh, are a very good team. And um, even even not firing on all cylinders with, you know, the likes of Drew, and I don't know what the heck was going on with Maynard at Rover. That is, like... Mm-hmm bizarre um i'm sure the heroes have a i'm I'm assuming the heroes were hoping that oliver was going to play and he didn't and they had to they panicked and probably had to put maynard in or some such but um but hey they got over the line and the heroes i mean it's a big win for them too actually and a crushing loss for the bucks because they are right in it so uh well done heroes bucks it's um starting to get starting to get tough Maynard's not a rover, obviously. It's just obviously a bit of a, I need yeah. somebody. Yeah. It was just, I'm I'm 100% assuming that he was planning on playing Oliver at Rover, and then Maynard was just a player that happened to be on his bench that um, <laughs> still hadn't yeah. played. Because <laughs> obviously yeah. with the, the, the games over two weeks, he would have had to wait to see if Oliver played on Thursday night. And, uh, yeah. and of course, it was a bit of a surprise when he didn't. So, uh, yeah. But didn't, no, no nothing lost. Nope. I, think, I think Maynard had like 20, 20 odd kicks. So, wouldn't surprise me. I know he got injured in the final quarter, holding his ribs. I think five minutes to go. But um, yeah, cracking game. It's, I'll tell you what. It's it's from a. I only watched the final quarter, but the final watching a Collingwood game these days, it, you just can't go. Oh, I'll just step away for twenty minutes and see what happens. <laughs> it's incredible. Um. Next game is the Surrey Scorpions up against the Titans. Good win here for the Scorpions. A bad loss here for the Titans. Um, 156 to, sorry, in the game before, I gave uh, three to Jordan Dawson, two to Roe Bottom, and one to Jared Witts. Um, Scorpions versus Titans. As I said, the Scorpions got up here, 156 to 135. Um, The Scorpions really off the back of a couple of people, and they are Rory Led getting 21 at Rover. Bonson Pally getting 22 at Tagger, and Brennan Cox getting 24 and a half at Keyback. For the Titans, down across the board, to be completely honest, um, no one really jumped out here. Maybe Riley O'Brien getting 14 and a half, but even that he was still beaten in the position by Tim English. This is a, well, I don't know. The Titans have been very fortunate all year, and uh, obviously they lost their grip on third uh, last round, and uh, and now they came up against the Scorpions, and yeah, I think I I think I tipped this that, that the Scorpions I felt they're starting to come on a bit strong, and they knew this was a huge opportunity for them to potentially open up, or you know if they can drag the Titans into that uh, top five race, it would be a huge win for the Scorpions because they need probably it's gonna be tough for them to come home with a wet sail, but here they go, they're coming. 
So watch yeah. out. The Scorpions, they still weren't firing on all cylinders, and yet they got home here. The Titans definitely, they probably still need uh, at least another couple of wins, the Titans. But, um, yeah, the points for column is not encouraging. I, I feel like they've, they've definitely got, you know, with players like Sam Walsh coming back and, um, you know, they've got a good lineup. Tom Mitchell's obviously been in better form this year, but um, I don't know, it just didn't happen this week. And so, yeah, stress level rising. Yep. Uh, commissioner votes. I gave three to Bonton Pally, two to Laird, and one to Cox. Yeah, Next game, Dozers versus the Blue Flames. Blue Flames got up here, 153.5 to the Dozers, 142. Some big scores here from the Blue Flames. Um, we've got Taylor Walker getting 31 at forward. Um, got um, Patrick Cripps getting back into some roving form, um, getting 18 at Rover, and Bailey J. Williams getting 18.5 at Ruck. For the Dozers, some fairly solid scores, but the down ones really hurt of Eugle Hayden, uh, Steele and Broad. Um, but some decent ones there from um, Stephen May at Keyback getting 16, and Scott Lysett getting 17.5 at Ruck. Yeah, this is obviously the bottom two teams, and the Blue Flames have actually, oh, if it's not too much of a spoiler, have dragged themselves off the bottom of the ladder and ended their 10-match losing streak, which it kind of says something when you have a 10-match losing streak and you finally win one and you're mm-hmm. off, <laughs> which shows how bad the doses have been. Yep. That they are <laughs> probably still down there as well with them. Um, could the Blue Flames make a run at finals? No, probably not. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I guess if they could, re- if they could reel off five straight here, the, I mean, the, 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 we'll see in a second. The team that's currently in fifth is still below five hundred, which is strange. Strange uh, for normally for AFR purposes. Normally, the top five is all at least at five hundred, if not above. So, um, unlikely, but well, defending premier. Maybe they've just maybe this is it after a ten match losing streak. The uh, and they've managed to beat the Dozers. So I mean, like you know. This is obviously <laughs> I'm trying to work out how this is not like the most demoralizing, you know, it's, it'd be kind of like West Coast, you know, beating, I don't know what, North Melbourne on a, on a, on a technicality or something, man. Because, I mean, Taylor Walker really rescued the Blue Flames. He, like, he had nothing yeah. at the time. And if he hadn't kicked those five, like, what, like five goals in the second half yep. and somehow hauled the Blue Flames over the line here. It was, um, yeah, I don't know. Blue Flames... You probably got a long way to go. Dozers, yep. no, <laughs> just no. Speaking of which, how is Simpson has to? He'll have to step down, won't he? Oh no, no the they've, they've, the the board chairman of the board at West Coast has just put out a statement saying they 100 percent are behind Adam Simpson. Oh, so he's going to be sacked later in the week. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it normally means in English soccer. Yeah. 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 That's what, exactly what it means. All right, um, in terms of the commissioner votes, I gave three to Taylor Walker, two to Patrick Cripps, and one to Errol Goulden, who ended up with 19 kicks for the Dozers. All righty, final game. Oh, do we have to talk about this one? Captain's Chargers up against Natasa Dolteras. Chargers got smashed. Uh, Natas 150.5 to the Chargers 104. Uh, Toby Green getting 25 at forward. Um, Nan Curvis getting 23 and a half at Ruck. Um, Jaden Short getting 19 X Charger 
putting this to the slot to the sword, getting 19 at midfield. Of course, Tom Hawkins had a quiet one, but still managed to pick up 15 at key forward. Charges, we went a bit amiss, Steve. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> um, this was a huge game because this is like, you know, basically the winner of this game was into the five, which is kind of crazy when you think about how close the Chargers came to scoring, you know, less than 100. Um, and the Chargers have been good lately. I don't Yeah, you know, like winning games and stuff. I don't know. This obviously just completely fell apart this week. And, uh, you know, it's what you get for dropping Ashcroft, I guess. That's what I can say there. Um, no, I mean, the, to be honest, the, Natasa pretty, like, apart from Nankervis and Green, that's, and like I said, maybe short. That's most of the rest of their lineup is kind of average. Like, Stewart was way down. So it was Hawkins. Um, Dom Sheed, 20 at center, really? It's not that great, you know. So it's it's a, he had a few good performances. I managed to get him up to 150. So that like, yeah, I got to say the 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 uh, apart from the top three teams in the original league, it's been, it's been a bit of an ugly season. <laughs> I've got to, I, I don't know. That's just the way it's looking like. Because even the Titans in fourth, not not that great a team. Just maybe got a bit lucky. It seems like, yep. but the top three teams are just seem like they're just way out in front. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a very interesting battle for those last two spots in the uh, five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Harley Reid, the Harley Reid uh, draft. And the and the and the charges are still right there. Like they're only half a I game know. behind the tax now. And the tax has obviously jumped in front of them, but it's still only half a game out of that five. That stupid draw. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's huge for you because, like, like I mean. Essentially, because obviously you're the lowest scoring team in the league now after this week, because the Dozers have actually passed you. Um, yeah, that draw is actually what's, you know, it was as good as a win for you. It was. It was as good as a win for me too, because it's what's keeping me ahead of the wild cards. It <laughs> was not as good as theirs. No way, no how. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, I gave three to Toby Green, two to Nan Curvis, and I gave one to Blake Hardwick, who picked up 15 for me at back. He was very good, wasn't he? He got, got a bit lost in the shuffle. That was a, man, outstanding performance. Jack Viney getting a 16 at tag. It was also pretty good as well. Those two won their position, but they're the only two that won their position. All righty, let's have a look at the ladder, mate. Um, we've talked about it a little bit already, but the Dingoes are sitting on top with 10 wins, two losses and one draw. Wildcards are in second on 10 and three. Heroes are in third on nine and four. Then we have the Titans in fourth on seven, five, and one. And then we have Natas rounding out the top five. They're on six and seven. Then we have the Mighty Bucks sitting in sixth. They're on five, seven, and one. Um, and their back is way superior than mine. Almost, I've, I've doubled it. Um, I'm in seventh, the Chargers being five, seven, and one as well. Then we have the Surrey Scorpions on five and eight in eighth position. Blue Flames are in third on three and ten, along with the, the Deadly Dozers in tenth on three and ten. So one win separating fifth from eighth. And given the Titans in fourth are, uh, yes, they're a game and a half clear in fourth, or they're a, they're a game and a half behind third. So they really do seem to be a bit on an island in fourth. But with their points four being quite low like below the bucks and uh yeah and i probably i guess probably the charges aren't really in the position to try and catch the titans points for even though their points was not that great um it's it's very tight very tight and if the titans don't 
yeah, you feel like the Titans need at least another couple of wins to be feeling secure in that top five. And uh, it feels like with the loss this week, the Titans have probably now lost. Well, they'd need they need to probably run the table to have any chance of taking over the heroes' uh, spot in that top three. Meanwhile, man, the race for first now is really on. If the wild cards had beaten the Dingoes this week, then it would almost have been over. I think they would have been, you know, too too clear of the heroes. I don't, and the Dingoes would have been dead in the water. But um, but now, really, anything could happen there. Like the, the heroes and the Dingoes still are yet to play, so. Heroes could easily knock off the dingoes there, and then it is a really tight race. So, and it, it could could be very important, um, given those three seem to pretty much have locked up the top three. Yep. Um. Yeah, they have locked it. I'm just looking at the points, the back. Yeah, the Titans are in a interesting position, aren't they? I mean, if if the if Natas and the um, and the Bucks really get on a bit of a roll, and the Titans sort of bit, bit of a have a bit of a wobble. That back score could really just see them plummeting spots after spot after spot. Yeah, yeah. the Titans. I mean, if Natas and the Bucks get going, the Titans are going to be in some trouble. They yep. just they just need a couple just need a couple a couple of wins, and and they're probably okay. But but yeah, yep. they don't want to they don't want to get caught up in it. That's for sure because. Yeah, and I, it's probably around this kind of time we start thinking about the run home. It's probably maybe a week or two early, but um, but you do feel like, yeah, it's it's, it's going to get interesting. Uh, just checking out who's and and to be honest, the Titans have have only played one of the top other top five teams so far. Mm-hmm. So they've got uh, they're, they're going to have some tough games coming up. So yeah, I mean, my end of season ladder predictor has the Natas and the Bucks in the five, and the Titans sitting in sixth. Well, that that tells you that tells you everything you need to know about the run home at the moment. Probably the Titans are uh, they're going to have to nick one somewhere to make sure they don't just completely slide out. Um, they do have they do have a, still a game against the Blue Flames coming, um, but I think that's about the only one you'd pencil in as a looking like a good win because they've they've already played Charges, um, Charges, Dozers, <laughs> and um, and Scorpions, who are the uh, you know, probably the three other low-scoring teams in the league. So, Blue Flames, and then the rest is going to be just tough, tough. Like you know, and the Titans have got the ability to do it. But oh yeah, that's how they've won games this year already. But but they're definitely the ones that are going to be under the pump if they don't. And I just having a quick squeeze. I think they've got a very big game coming up this week. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, let's jump across to the Super League. Um, first cab off the rank, we had the Ashy Convicts up against the Thylacines. Convicts sort of bounced back some of the, the blues that they've had a couple, over the last few weeks and sort of just put the Thylacines to the sword a little bit. Um, Convicts, 174 to the Thylacines, 139.5. Taylor Walker was obviously outstanding, getting 31 at forward. Um, Nankervis getting 23.5. But to be honest, really, um, Naomi's back line from like Dunkley at tag are getting 16, Hardwick getting 15 at back, and Jordan Ridley getting 14.5 really set this game up for her. For the Thylacines, Peter Wright was outstanding. In the wrong during, week. In the wrong <laughs> week, in the first week. Um, this week, not so good. Um, but um, Nick Dacos getting 37 at centre, and Oscar McInerney obviously doing really well at 23. Um, but Errol Goulden and Patrick Cripps also serviceable as well. 
Yeah, the thylacines got their forward line completely wrong. It's it's really sad when you've got you know Todd Marshall on the bench kicking four, and uh, Cody Waitman kicking six. They had the right idea. We had a long chat about you know playing a bulldog against the kangaroos, and obviously Eugle Hagen's. You'd normally pick him ahead of Waitman, unfortunately <laughs> for the thylacines. Um, Eugle Hagen didn't kick any goals and Waitman obviously went completely off. And, uh, yeah, that, uh, well, you know, even if they'd got one of those ones right, it would have been at least close. But uh, the convicts are just starting to look awesome, to be honest. I mean, they had, they had some passengers, Butters and Redman and Simpkin didn't really show up, but um, and yet they still put up a 174. Um, they're very impressive. The thylacines, as we know, and we have talked about for a while, have been very fortunate this year. So this is the game that sees the convicts finally kind of take them down a peg. And, uh, and yep, it's um, maybe not going to quite um, be the end for the thylacines, but, you know, their run at the top of the ladder is over now, and I think it's going to be hard for them to get it back. And they're, yeah, now the battle probably with the file scenes more than anything else is uh, can they hang on to that top three spot? Yep. But the convicts, man, convicts, I'd say, especially after this week, uh, premiership favourites now. I think they've taken that mantle from the uh, Sons of God after the last oh, couple wow. of Sons of God. They are looking they are looking real good. Like Unlike last year where they were the kind of, you know, yes, they were probably the second best team, but a distant second. Now it's like, no, no, they are they may be actually now the best team in the league. Mm. Big call. <laughs> Maybe. Actually, no, that is not a big call. It makes sense, considering they are on top of the ladder. Um, but we'll get to that shortly. Next game, oh, no commissioner votes done as yet. Um, in, in terms of the um, next game, we had the Brawlers up against the Atoms. Brawlers put up a pretty good score here, 161.5 to the Atoms, 138.5. Um, for the Brawlers, Sarong getting 32 at centre was good. Taranto 21 at midfield. Um, Stephen May getting 15 at back. Jared Witts getting 22.5 at, um, at Ruck um, for the Adams. Sinclair getting 21 at midfield was also pretty good. Um, Max King getting 19 at key forward. Um, the rest of the were serviceable. Sorry, the rest of the players were serviceable for the Mighty Adams. But when your centre gets 18, being Chad Warner, you know, you're up, uh, yeah, you're swimming upstream. Yeah, the Adams have done, honestly, the Adams have done so well this year to be where they are on the ladder, given so many of their key players have been, like, you know, they're missing, and it sounds like, as of next week, Darcy Parrish, because you know, Darcy Parrish always played this week, but that was a bye game, so, and hopefully for the Adams' sake, he's got a bit of a warm-up. Uh, but it sounds like Took Miller also is going to be back, and Sean Darcy. So, like, man, talk about the cavalry arriving for the Adams. They'll actually, you know, along with Max King, they'll actually probably be at full strength for the first time all year next week. But uh, that is good for them because at the moment they are on the edge, and that's this brawler, like the brawlers, they had to win this game, the brawlers, and, you know, big props to Bill for pulling it out because uh, if they'd lost this game to the Adams, it was I'd say their finals chances would have been over. Instead, they, they are right in there because they've now squared up the Adams and Brawls have got the same number of wins. Adams still got a slight advantage on the points four, but but the Brawls are right there and, and so the Adams are going to need every one of those players back and playing well because it is on like Donkey Kong for the finals for these guys. It's going to be huge. <laughs> 
Um, next game. I keep thinking I've got to do the commissioner votes, but there are none. Uh, next game was the Farmtons versus Nexus. Very close game here. Nexus got up 147.5 to the Farmtons 145. Nexus was consistent across the board. Uh, no major standouts. Bally Joe Williams getting 18.5, but the Farmtons had some big scores, but then some low ones. Um, Robottom getting 22 was outstanding at Tagger. Dustin Martin rolling back the clock, getting 22 at midfield. Jaden Short, 20, 19 at midfield. But Jai Amos getting zero at forward. Nick Newman, four and a half at back. Harris Andrews, five. Really hurt. Yeah, I bet the Farmers are wishing they had Harris Andrew this week playing because, man, that would have been oh, – you know, like I think Harris Andrew went off this week at like double-figure marks and everything. But, oh, well, the vagaries of the bye. Nexus get away with one here. They really cut it fine. Will Day just getting the handballs in the back half of the last, qu- last quarter of the last game of the round to – squeak him home and man and nexus yeah they, they definitely had some poor luck in the first half of the year so they probably need a bit of you know karma get a good win here um but phantoms yeah tough loss but um their their, their final ship has probably already sailed so uh, oh, man maybe if they'd been able to pull this one off they might have been able to open the door because you know nexus is one of those teams that is holding one of those lower part of the five kind of spots but this win for nexus now rather than you know because a fine line here if they'd lost this game they would have been well they probably would have actually been out of the five instead now they are like right on the edge of top three so it's it's tight in the super league mm. it is very tight um speaking of tight the next game was the major warriors up against the Fe- flashing phoenixes warriors got a win 119 to the Phoenix's 114.5. Todd Goldstein, 21.5 at Ruck, was outstanding. The rest of the scores, not too great for the Warriors, other than Libertore getting 18 at Tagger. Tried to do some dodgies there. Um, <laughs> um, Dan, in changing his lineup, forgetting that it was a bye week, thinking he can make <laughs> some changes to his team. Um, thinking, oh, Liam Jones is out. I should bring someone else in. No. Nah. <laughs> um, for the Phoenixes, I don't know even where to start, mate. Danaher, 17 at key forward, and Riley O'Brien was really the only other standout, getting 14 and a half at Ruck. No, I think every single player on that Phoenixes list was below average. And the sad thing is none of them even got injured. They were just poor, which is really sad for the Phoenixes because the Phoenixes have had so many weeks this year where they've scored well over 150 and lost. And then this week, they couldn't even crack 120 to keep their season alive, which is sad. Sad for them. Um, lovely for the Warriors to get a win. Um, I think the Phoenix is it's just, it's just the way it goes. Uh, Elise, Elise said to me this evening, well, it's my first year. You know? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, it's true, Elise. I, I still feel that um, the Phoenixes are far better than what their results have shown, but uh, well, maybe not after this week. Maybe I'm second second guessing myself on that one. <laughs> not, not, a good, not a good week for the Watson kids, eh? All three. No, it wasn't. I was just looking, just was quickly scrolling up. No, it wasn't. <laughs> That's the first time all three of them have lost in the same week this year. But uh, oh well, so there it goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
All right, next one was the Macavania Marvels up against the Sons of God. This is the final game of the round. The Marvels got up 162 to the Sons of God 143. Um, for the Marvels, um, some good scores here across the board. Jordan Dawson getting 27 at midfield. Tom Green getting 23 at Rover. Jake Lloyd getting 14 at key back um, with a, probably the big standout. So, of course, Shai Bolton. Been a staple in the Marvels lineup the last two years. Hasn't really set the world on fire this year, but picked up 19 this week. Um, in terms of the Sons of God, um, Draper was named, but of course didn't play, so that left a bit of a hole in his team. Um, Sam Doherty getting a 20 at midfield, Charlie Curnow getting 20 at key forward, um, and probably um, Cornelio getting 18 at midfield with the standouts, but there were some. Um, well, Ollie Wine, sorry, also getting 18 at Rover was also pretty good. But, yeah, having Jack Payne, who was uh, setting the world on fire, of course, before the mid-season draft. Yeah. Sort of, uh, yeah, I actually really, I thought that when Daniel Rich got dropped, I thought, oh, here we go, Jack Payne's going to. But then I think he, he, had a, he had a minor injury in one game, so he only, like, you know, he was off the field for a quarter or something. I don't know. It just, it just hasn't quite taken the ball by the horns yet. So, I don't know. It's it's a bit of a weird one, that Brisbane backline at the moment. But, mm. man, what a stunning win by the Marvels, to be honest. Like, the, the Sons of God looked like, for all money, like just an absolute runaway train two weeks ago. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, they've lost consecutive games, which... Um, and, you know, and lost the mantle of, like, top-scoring team. Like, the convicts have now taken that off them. They're now mm-hmm. top-scoring team in the league. And, and the sons of God now are basically only clinging to the top three on points four, which I guess I know we're about to talk about. I always jump the gun. Sorry, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but And the Marvels, um, of all the teams, like, I really thought the Phoenixes or the Farmtons would be the team that maybe could make a late run for the finals. And they both were pipped this week and the marvels instead have come from nowhere they were like pretty much close to bottom of the ladder and uh suddenly they've now won consecutive games um after like winning one out of nine um and uh i still i mean obviously the marvels points four is hang on let's 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 do the ladder yeah sure you pretty much talked about the ladder we might as well talk about the ladder now sorry sorry yeah i'm just all good all good um in terms of okay let's have a look at the ladder what Steve has just said. No, I'm joking. Um, Ashy <laughs> convicts are on top. They're 10 and 3, with the thylacines also on 10 and 3 in second, but the point four is what's really hurting the thylacines there. Sons of God on 8 and 5 are in third, along with Nexus are also on 8 and 5. The points four between those two is relatively low. Um, Mighty Adams is in fifth on 7 and 6. Then we've got the Brawlers on 7 and 6. In sixth spot, in seventh spot, we've got the Macavania Marvels on five and eight. Flashing Phoenixes are in eighth on four and nine, and the Farmtons are on three and ten, and the Warriors are on three and ten. Yes, so that's what I was talking about. Is the Marvels have now suddenly popped up to seventh after they look like nowhere, being nowhere near the five. I still feel like they're two games out of the five and points four. That's not going to happen. There's no way. <laughs> not not with the way they've been playing this year. There's, they'd have to run the table and hope that, like, multiple teams just fall flat on their face. I don't really see that happening. Sorry, um, Dave. But, but uh, wow, impressive still what you've been doing. But it really does feel like that top six is now, well, wh- one team is going to miss out. And uh, you'd think it's going to probably be the Brawlers or the Adams. Well, obviously, they're in fifth and sixth 
on uh, seven wins each. And there's still not much points for between like most of these teams, really. But of yep. course, there is still the reality that, you know, if Nexus or Sons of God, who look like far more, you know, it's probably you know, second and third high scoring teams, you'd expect that they would probably be not really battling for a top five spot, that they would be actually pushing to try and squeeze the thylacines out of the top three altogether. Yep. Um, but uh, the way things are going, like, you know, you would only take a couple of losses, like the way the Sons of God are thrown up suddenly. Um, and uh, even the Sons of God or Nexus could be in some serious trouble because, you know, Adams, Brawlers get on a roll. Um, somebody's got to miss out. And it's uh, – <laughs> the funny part is the Thylacines probably are the team that should miss out because given their points four is pretty ter- – like, you know, their points four is still not as good as the Phoenixes. Let's put yeah. it that way. <laughs> so, so, but, but the Thalassians already have 10 wins, so it's not going to happen. They're going to, I mean, they only need like one or two more. Like, well, I could almost go, I reckon, I reckon I could see the Thalassians like not winning another game and still probably making the finals. <laughs> I was just going to say my ladder prediction has them finishing in fifth on 11 wins. Yeah, that's, with that's the Adams with the Adams in sixth on 10. Yeah. And that, that wouldn't surprise me on one level, but uh, the way that, I mean, th- there is a reality here. The Thylacines have been winning a lot of games this year, so you can't um, yep. can't knock them too hard. But, but yes, it's they've had a lot of luck. So, <sighs> well, I'm interested to see. It's probably going to depend a lot on Peter Wright. If Peter Wright True. plays like he did two weeks ago, uh, Thylacines will be fine. If he plays like he did this week and they keep naming him then it's it could get ugly (laughs) yes that's true all righty mate this week we had the standard cup the quarterfinals for the standard cup let's jump across have a bit of a look at that and see how the semis will look semis aren't for a couple more weeks start there in round 15 um the quarterfinals we had the dingoes up against the phoenixes the dingoes won that one and then we had the convicts up against the thylacines and the convicts won that one so it'll be Dingoes versus Convicts. Interestingly, you put up 175 and the Convicts put up a 174 this week. Yeah. Um, you have to tip your hat to the team that's on top of the Super League ladder at the moment. It's um, you, you, Although the Dingoes are kind of on the top of the original league ladder, but I still think the Convicts should win that one in a couple of weeks. But I guess the Dingoes are proving the doubters, including myself as one of those doubters, wrong at the moment. So I'm, uh, yeah, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other half of the draw was the Bucks up against the Adulterers, and the Bucks got up there by five points. And then we had the Brawlers up against the Warriors, and this one wasn't going to go down in the record books in the eight as one of the the best games of all time. Um, but the Brawlers <laughs> won it, so it'll be Bucks versus Brawlers in the other semi. That'll be fascinating to be honest. Well, there's two; they're both in sixth in their respective leagues, so they're right in them. The funny thing is, the Bucks beating Natas in that quarterfinal, while at the same time losing their spot in the five to Natas in the Premiership. <laughs> but <laughs> but Bucks getting the win this week, so that that'll be a fascinating semi. That could really go either way. They're both they're both good teams, but yeah. neither of them really. You'd think whoever wins out of the Dingoes Convict semi will go in as favourite in the grand final. Yeah, yeah, you'd think so. All righty, let's jump across, have a look at next week's round, mate. Let's start with the uh, let's start with the Super League. We'll finish that one off first. Super League, we have oh, Sons of God up against the Thylacines. Yeah, so if the Thylacines were like, oh man, that uh, 
I'm glad I don't have to play the uh, convicts every week. Oh, now they're playing the <laughs> Sons of God. So, so the Palestinians get another chance to like prove the doubters wrong, I guess. Because man, well, holy moly, if the Palestinians actually pull off a win against the Sons of God this week, Sons of God after consecutive losses, mm. starting to have everyone scratching their head a little bit, like, oh, I thought they were like the almost unbeatable juggernaut, and. So both these teams lost this week, and uh, I'm still going to pick the Sons of God, I think. But um, yeah, the scenes. Look oh, up another kick of the can, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to go Sons of God. They should be too strong this week, I think. Well, you never know. Uh, next game is the Ashy Convicts up against the Atoms. Convicts for me. Yeah, convicts are going to be hard to tip against at the moment. The Atoms. I still feel like even if even with Took Miller coming back and Darcy Parrish and Sean Darcy, I still feel like they're they're still not quite putting it all together. It's going to be tough for the Adams because, uh, yeah, yeah, they they need to get some more wins, but it's probably not going to be this week. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, and then we have the Phantoms up against the Flashing Phoenixes. This will be yeah. interesting. Phoenixes should it's- win this. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, hang on. The way, the way they play, I mean, it's hard because the Phoenixes, if they play, they could, you know, who's Brisbane playing really is the question always. Brisbane has got Richmond up at the Gabba. Oh, gee, that could, that could, anyway. That's, that's, the, that's the Thursday night game. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I'll back the Phoenixes because I think on average they are probably the better team, but, um, but obviously this week they were terrible. So I don't know. Man, surely they'll bounce back though. They can't be that bad. Or like, you know, they're a better team than that. So I don't know. Phoenixes, but not with much conviction. I'm actually gonna go the Farmtons now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, they almost took out Nexus this week. Yeah. Uh next one, speaking of Nexus, is the Brawlers up against Nexus. This is a big game for that position on the ladder. Oh, massive, massive game. Well, because like obviously Nexus is sitting there. Uh, I can't believe they're gonna have another week just like the one they've just had. If Nexus can win. They will be, man, they'll put a huge amount of pressure on not just, you know, the Sons of God, but on the Thylacines even in that top three. Yep. Um, but if the Brawlers win, then suddenly the Brawlers have matched Nexus's win total and it'll be like Nexus going, oh, holy crap, are we actually going to be able to hold on to this spot in the five or not? So, you know, and Adams are obviously got a tough matchup, so you'd think potentially Brawlers, if they can pull it off. I'm going to pick the Brawlers. I think they're coming. Yeah. I'm going to pick the Brawlers as well. I think Nexus, they did not impress me with that, you know, two-point win over the Phantoms. I think the Brawlers are going to win, and uh, they may not pass Nexus because I don't think they have to win pretty significantly to be able to get their points for above Nexus, but they'll they'll probably sneak into the five at the expense of the Adams who have got a tougher matchup. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, again, another massive match. Like the Brawlers, man, take out Adams one week. If they can take out Nexus the next, that would be huge for them. Yeah. Season. Yeah. And of course, mate, that leaves the Warriors up against the Marvels in the final game of the round. Well, yeah, like uh, again, if uh, like despite all the, you know, I know Dave Matheson loves proving me wrong, and he does it very regularly. So you know, if things go the way they most likely will go, which means Convicts will beat Adams and Nexus probably will beat the Brawlers, and then they'd both be still on seven wins, and the Marvels will thump the Warriors, and suddenly the Marvels will be on six wins right behind them with four weeks to go. Mm-hmm. And obviously they're going like, nah, surely the Marvels can mm-hmm. the finals. Nah. Go on, Dave. Do it to me. Prove him wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. 
that of course now oh, I'm just changing tabs over to the super uh, the current uh, current uh, I was about to say over to the current round which is the sheet I have on my on my website that I have on my um, screen um over to the original league we've got the charges up against the dingoes here's a good percentage booster for you buddy no charges if we win. had if we had percentage boosters <laughs> Chargers haven't lost to Dingoes all year. They're not going to lose now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we Chargers. haven't beaten you. But this is exactly the sort of thing the Dingoes would do. Comfortable win over the wild cards, who they should not be anywhere near one week, and then just cough up a loss against the Chargers. Well, I may not have a ruck. Still? Really? Well, Bruce or um, Flynn didn't play, like, last week. Briggs is a new Mumford. Briggs, Briggs, is, Briggs is in, so I may not have a ruck. Okay, maybe I'll win then, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I win and I don't have a ruck, then uh, you've got some serious problems. Uh, I don't well, know where the, why this Briggs guy did not get a game. He, he was not even on my radar at the mid-season draft to even think that, oh, there's another ruck that I should probably look at from... Uh, no, you're just, all you're thinking about is how many weeks till Bruce gets back. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Now I don't have a ruck. All right. Uh, dingoes for me. Uh, no, sorry, charges for me. Uh, next game is wild cards versus the heroes. Yeah, well, now this is huge because this, I think, is like, you know, I I would still think, honestly, I, I rate the wild cards and the heroes even higher than the convicts or the sons of God at the moment. So I think these are the two biggest teams in, uh, in uh, the AFR at the moment. Uh, I feel like the heroes, for whatever reason, struggle. I don't know. Last year they couldn't beat um, the Blue Flames on a task. This year they haven't beaten the Dingoes or the Wild Cards. I so I'm going to pick the Wild Cards because I don't know why, but the heroes can't seem to win against top teams, even though they're, you know, an incredibly impressive team. But if and I think it is a bit of a tricky one for the heroes. They're pretty comfortable now. Um, if they lose, though, they really will put themselves in that position where the, the stinking Titans are going to be like <laughs> right there behind them. Um, if the Heroes do beat the Wild Cards, though, and the Dingoes do manage to pull off that win over the Chargers, then suddenly the Dingoes will be getting away from this pair, which is just wrong, really wrong. Like one of these two teams should be one of the number one team in this league, but um, those Dingoes, God damn them. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going the wildcards purely because they've got a point five, uh, sorry, five um, point better back yeah. score. Yeah, I know. Wildcards, wildcards, wild cards. but, but uh, it's, they have two very good teams. Yeah, be no, no shame in losing whoever loses that one. No, not at all. Um, then we have sorry, Scorpions up against the Blue Flames. Here come the Scorpions. They're going to take out the Blue Flames, and they are going to probably jump. What multiple teams as they start, including hitting. the Chargers, probably the Chargers, maybe the Bucks. Um, <laughs> watch out, here they come. Yep. yep, Scorpions, watch out. Does it matter which day which Dave decides to submit a lineup though? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dave, Dave's, but historically, not necessarily so much this year, but historically, is that's it, Dave's on a run. What the heck's he doing naming Buddy Franklin in the midfield? <laughs> oh, no, he's been getting midfield minutes. <laughs> it's a really good matchup this week. No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Dave should, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tip the Scorpions as well on this one. 
I just think yeah. the Blue Flames has just had a had a shocker of a year. Yeah, it really has. Yeah. Um, then we have the Bucks up against the Titans. Is this a must-win for the Titans? It well, given the rest of their run home, it's gonna it's gonna be a problem if the Bucks beat the Titans here. The Bucks are only going to be a one win behind them, mm. which, and that's not even thinking about Natas or Scorpions or. So, I mean, if the Titans can win this game, they're I would say they are home. Okay. So that's why I don't think it's must win, but it's it will be a huge win if they can pull it off because it's just it just makes it that much harder for um, like the Scorpions would pretty much have to almost run the table then to catch them. Um, yep. And sure, Natasca passed the Titans, but then like there'd be three wins ahead of the Bucks with four rounds to go. So you'd think at that point there's no way the Bucks are going to like they're not going to win that many games, especially if they can't even beat the Titans. <laughs> that said, I'm going to pick the Bucks. I think the Bucks are going to win. Okay. And the Titans are going to be sweating bullets. Mm. I'm actually going to do the Titans on this one. Okay. Yeah, I think the Titans might um, might just steady the ship a little bit. Well, if they could. Yeah. Um, the next one is the Dozers versus Natas. This is a win for Natas. Baker Bros. Yeah, Natas, um, uh, after beating the Chargers to a pulp this week, now I get to play the dozers. So Natas will just be bedding like they've finally cracked the top five after a brutal first half of the year. And now they, now they can just really settle down and enjoy the, uh, the fruit of the labor as they uh, slowly reel in the Titans on their way. To, they're probably not going to quite make top three Natas, but they'll just have fun scaring the bejeebas out of everybody in that final series. Yep. <laughs> Which they do so very well. All righty. Cool. All right. Um, as we said at the start, everyone, um, trade deadline. So please make sure that you submit your tra- your trades before the start of the round. Um, other than that, everyone have a fantastic week. Steve, good to chat to you. Always. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be back this time next week, give or take. Might be a Monday, might be a Sunday, but um, we'll be back this time next week. Everyone have a fantastic week, and we'll chat to you all very, very soon. Bye.